You're listening to Fit Focused Female. We are passionate about health, fitness, and well-being. We want to empower you to make better life choices and offer support and advice for living your best life. Episodes will feature hacks and tips on women's health, complementary therapy, nutrition, and fitness. Please welcome your host, Sharon Morrow. Hi, welcome back. This week we are going to be talking about progesterone. So last week, if you missed that podcast episode, it was all about estrogen and what happens to estrogen at menopause or perimenopause and the three types of estrogen that we have. Today, we are talking about progesterone because this is another hormone that is going to be affected at perimenopause, third age, menopause, the change, whatever it is that you like to talk about it as. But this one is going to be altering as well. So let's just dive straight in and talk about what it is, where it's produced and what's going to be happening to it. Now, progesterone is produced primarily by the ovaries before and after menopause. So unlike oestrogen, when we reach menopause, it, we stop producing it in the ovaries. We can still secrete it after menopause because it is produced by the brain and the peripheral nerves. The role of progesterone is really important in the body because it helps relax smooth muscles. And what that is, is like the muscles within the veins and the intestines. So we want to keep everything moving smoothly, you know, like the bloodstream, um, a, a bowel movement. We want everything to be moving smoothly through the body. Now, it's made from cholesterol. So this is really important when it comes to diet and why I insist on a Mediterranean type diet at perimenopause or menopause actually and beyond because we need fat in our diet and I'm a big one for or a big anti low fat diet person because when you take away fat and you're removing fat from your diet it, it will affect your cholesterol and it affects the cells of your body and it will affect the produ production the secretion of progesterone so fats and oils are required for the production of this hormone. It is vital that we have this hormone because it links to so many functions of the body. Just be aware of that. You know, think about diet wise what you're doing, of whether you have been a person that has always had a low fat diet and you're noticing things that are changing, that you're becoming more um, or th things are becoming harder for you. You know, maybe your metabolism has changed or maybe you're more tired or maybe you've just started to have anxiety depression whatever it may be just try and see whether that identifies with when you started symptoms of perimenopause now it does decrease at a quicker rate to estrogen so often when you hear the term estrogen dominance even though both of these hormones are decreasing progesterone decreases quicker so we can still be estrogen dominant even though estrogen is still declining Let's just dig a little bit deeper into the functions of progesterone because our bodies have a huge tolerance for it. Now, progesterone prepares the body for pregnancy. And I know we're not talking about pregnancy today, but this is really where you'd first start to notice what the function is of progesterone in our body. It affects brain function. So it promotes feelings of calmness. It's anti-anxiety. It's sleep promoting. It relaxes smooth muscles of the intestines. And it helps moderate pain tolerance. So can you see, symptom-wise, when you get to perimenopause, if you're feeling that actually loss of sleep or you're having sleep dysregulation or you're noticing that you're a bit more anxious or maybe you've become constipated or your bowel movement is different or you're finding that you've got the <laughs> menopause shoulder, as I like to call it, because I have certainly noticed that within clients 
who I train, and it's a standing joke that they get the menopause shoulder. And that's because our musculoskeletal system changes when progesterone starts declining. So you might often find that you've got a niggle through your back, could be the upper back, around the shoulders, neck, wherever it may be, it could be linked to progesterone decreasing. So you can see the function of progesterone being a really positive thing on the body. And this is why it's important to try and keep this hormone working correctly. Because when it starts to decline, often that's when you're going to start to feel the brain fog or the sleep dysregulation, the pain in the body, the inflammation, the irritation on the muscles and the joints. You might start feeling anxious or developing symptoms of depression. These are key signs of what you may notice when progesterone starts to decline. Now, there's not normally many side effects from having ex excess progesterone because it's quite rare. You know, normally, if anything, we are a bit more estrogen or androgen, meaning your um, testosterone is more prominent. It's rare that you, you'll be progesterone dominant. But if you if you are taking a synthetic progesterone, so Provera, for example, which is in a birth control or using IVF, often there are links to that with depression. Now, if you have progesterone deficiency, you might start to notice some symptoms like premenstrual migraine, PMS, irregular or excessively heavy periods, nervousness and anxiety. This is quite a common one that I hear quite a lot, actually. Itchy, twitchy legs. You could have or be feeling heart palpitations, coronary artery spasms. And it's interesting to know, and without sounding depressive and giving these harsh statistics, but heart disease is prevalent in females at third age and afterwards. It's one of the biggest things that will put a female in hospital because our symptoms are very different when it comes to heart disease. They just aren't as easy recognisable as a man's. Just be aware of heart palpitations, coronary artery spasms, Depression, again, is another side effect or another symptom of progesterone deficiency or also fibromyalgia type symptoms. So fibromyalgia is like pain in the muscles. It's kind of like known as the arthritis of the muscles and that can be linked to progesterone deficiency. Now, how can you protect it? You know, what can we do to help keep our progesterone being secreted efficiently and we, how can we slow down the rate that it declines? The biggest disruptor of progesterone is stress. So it's really important that you look at your lifestyle and you look at the things that trigger your stress. And we're not talking here about removing stress from your life because that's easier said than done. You know, if I waved a magic wand and I took all your stress away today, you would have some more tomorrow. It's, it's how you deal with it and how you respond to it. So remember, most of your stress comes from the way you respond and not really the way life is. What are the easiest things that you could do to manage your own stress? Now, just to give you a little bit of a biohack here, progesterone is produced by pregnenolone and pregnenolone is produced mainly in the adrenal glands and the brain. Your stress hormone cortisol is also produced in the adrenal glands and it can often, there's something, there's a term called the pregnenolone steel. And what happens here is, if you are constantly in a state of fight or flight, so you're constantly in a state of a stress environment, and I don't mean like, you know, if we think of normal amounts of stress when we're in a life, the life-changing situation, 
it's actually quite rare, isn't it? You know, I mean, I've been in a situation before driving a car where, you know, I've had a near miss. And at that moment in time, my body, you know, my heart rate increases, adrenaline is released, cortisol is released, and it's that fight or flight reaction to that situation. And then, you know, after 10 minutes, when the panic is over and everything is all safe again, everything returns to homeostasis and everything's normal again. But we're finding now that in everyday life, we're getting these kind of reactions to things to do with maybe work, you know, maybe pressure at work or deadlines, or it could be that you're caring for somebody in your family. It could be a parent. It could be a child. It could be lifestyle. It could be any number of things that is affecting your stress levels and your response to stress. So it's important that when you recognise that happens, cortisol is released, adrenaline is released, and what happens is because you're releasing pregnenolone as well from the same the adrenal glands, it often moves and changes progesterone into cortisol to be able to deal with the situation easier. It's almost like putting more cortisol to the situation to deal with the stress. So what it does, it starts to use progesterone and it converts it. And that's something that you really want to avoid. And for a couple of reasons, really. So let's just look at stress hormone. Let's look at cortisol, what happens here. We have got four times more receptors for cortisol in our tummy. So normally, if we are stressed or releasing cortisol throughout the day, up and down, the receptors are there in the tummy to deal with this situation, which often results in fat storage in the middle, around the middle of the body. So if this is an area that you're thinking, you know what, I just can't shift it from here, it could be a couple of things. Let's look at reducing stress, first of all, or it could be the fact that you are, you know, the pregnenolone steel is happening. Now, when we have this spike in cortisol adrenaline, it can it can increase our appetite mainly sugar cravings. It's basically like a hormonal roller coaster. So your hormones are spiking up and down all day. It can become really exhausting and your body craves sugar often to deal with this. So when your appetite is increased, you're, you eat something, mainly sugary, something to satisfy you. Something else that we do maybe when we're stressed is to go for that emotional comfort or something chocolate-based, something that is going to help us with this emotional situation. And then that makes your blood sugar elevate. Then you release insulin. The job of insulin is to lower your blood sugar, which is exactly what happens. And then you get that hit, you get that dip where you need it again. And it's that roller coaster. Hormones are going up and down. It can become exhausting. It can cause brain fog. We know that when we release cortisol, we've got the receptors in the belly. But when you're releasing cortisol and insulin at the same time, it's kind of like a big no-no in terms of fat storage. So we really want to be looking at a hormonal landscape of what is going on. And most of this, you know, most of this that is being talked about here in terms of losing progesterone quickly and it declining, the biggest thing you can do is manage your stress. We want to be looking at ways that we can manage stress, but also what can pull us into our parasympathetic nervous system. Now, when I talk about that, again, another bit of a biohack, but when you're in your flight or fight or freeze, you know, when you're in that moment of a stress situation where your body is dealing, your body and your brain is dealing with a situation, you're in your sympathetic nervous system. We often spend the majority of our day here in the sympathetic nervous system dealing with situations, whether it be stressful or, you know, actually sometimes looking at the type of exercise we're doing. 
you know if it's a if it's a long endurance run for example or something that is stressful you're going to be in sympathetic nervous system so it's really important that you pull yourself or you're able to bring yourself into parasympathetic nervous system and this is where you stop producing your fight or flight hormones and you start producing dopamine and serotonin these hormones are neurotransmitters that are better for the brain better for the body and the homeostasis of the body what are the things that you can do that can bring you into parasympathetic nervous system really quickly the first one is meditate and if even if you're not very good at meditating or you're you think you know what i haven't got enough time to meditate that's exactly why you need to meditate you know, if you haven't got time to meditate, you definitely need to meditate. So that's one thing that you can do. Things like yoga. So we've got the um, we've got the restorative exercise, yoga, Pilates, but also you know, skin brushing, you know, nice things. Thera- therapies, going for a massage or having a facial or even Wim Hof. I'm a massive fan of Wim Hof. The breath work, the cold showers. And as, and as awful as they sound it does that straight away it pulls you into your parasympathetic nervous system so that you're spending a little bit more time out of the flight or fight and out of the stressful situation okay so going forward the best thing you can do is address the root causes of your stress and look at ways that you can slow down the decline of progesterone and that is by doing exercises activities that keep you calm and keep you in your parasympathetic nervous system. So like I've just mentioned, restorative exercise, meditation is one of the easiest things you can do. And there are plenty of apps out there. You know, there's the Calm app, there is Insight Timer, it's one of my favourites. There's lots of things, there's Headspace. So I'll put these links all below and you can check the links out. Thank you so much for listening. The next episode, we're going to be talking about testosterone. And yes, ladies, we do need testosterone. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Fit Focused Female with Sharon Morrow. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review.